Good morning. Welcome in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, we went to Bethel this morning and it's much colder that side. Yeah. I had to put the heater on full blast on the way back. It's very cold. Let's just sit like this and just pray together. Thank you, Father God, for this morning and thank you for this message. I pray that you will please just bless the service and bless the word that will go out today and just be the center of this message. Lord, we love you and we thank you that we can learn so much from your word. Please show us what we need to hear so that our ears will be open this morning to hear what you want to say to us, to hear what you have in store for us. We love you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are still busy with our series about reigning in our lives. Um, Pastor Charles will uh, finish this series next week. He will bring the last uh, piece to us, share with us. We are still in Hebron. And we saw last week that Hebron is not only a place of covenant, but it's also a place of reigning, of ranking. And one of one of the Bethel ladies, Dalian, preached in Bethel last week. And after I preached, I went and looked at her service. What what did the Holy Spirit reveal to her? Because we had the same topic, and it's interesting to see what the Holy Spirit revealed to her and what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. So I went back and I went and watched that service. And uh, Dalian said, it's very interesting. She said, there is order in God's kingdom. Just like in every other job or whatever you do in life, there must be order. And she used the letter three. She said, uh, the Trinity is three, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we saw last week, David had three men that was in charge of the city. And then Jesus also had three. He had Peter, James, and John. And then I, I, I told him the story at Bethel. I said, years ago, when I just started coming to church in our congregation. Pastor Charlie Nunn did the service one day and I sat there. We always sat there. That's why we still sit there. From the beginning we sit, we sat at that chest. And I sat there and I looked at him and he he, he did the sermon from James 1 verse something. I can't even remember. And I sat there. Now I had an Afrikaans Bible. And I sat there and I thought, who the hell is James? Now in the Afrikaans Bible, I thought I'm going to see what rhymes with James, what, what sounds like James as next. In the Afrikaans Bible, I, I was there in the index, I looked for something that, that looked like James. There's nothing. 
I can't tell you what he preached that day. I don't know. I just, the whole hour, I just thought, who is James? Feast James. And then when we walked out, I got him there at the door. And I said, Pastor, wie the hell is James? And I said, Jacobus. I said, who, who gave him the stupid name like that? I missed the whole service because I didn't know it was James. So he laughed at me. I can't tell you what he preached that day. I don't know. Didn't listen. I just wanted to find out who's James. So every time I see James, I think about that. So Jesus had three. He had Peter, James, and John. And then she also said, um, you must let your old life go to still keep your rank. You can't take your old life with you and think you can keep your rank. You can't. You're going to lose your rank if you want to take your old life with you. And it actually it's too heavy. I don't want to take my old life with me to the future. I don't Just leave it. The Holy Spirit revealed something else to me. That's what's so amazing about God and His Word. Every one of us will experience it differently. God will show every one of us something different. I said, Rangi can take place only when we are in covenant with God and when we are faithful. Then your rank can change. We saw that your rank can change when you are loyal. We also saw that God ranks His people. Ranking doesn't mean somebody is better than the other one. It means the one person is only more responsible than the other one. So the question was, what is your position? What is your rank? Are you responsible and loyal? Can God trust you? Are you 100% dedicated and committed to Him? Because if you are, He will elevate you. And He will rank you and He will give you a new position. I use the example of the jacket and the nameplate that Ruben had in, in Matric. God will give you a position if you can be trusted. But listen to me this morning. The kingdom of God is the same. If you won't do your job, the job that God gave you, He will take your jacket and He will give it to someone else. Somebody who will do the job. I said to them in Bethel, I said, I'm not irreplaceable. If I'm not going to do the job that God anointed and appointed me to do, He will give this job to somebody else who will. He will give this job to somebody is faithful and responsible to do this job. So if I don't do my job, God will give my jacket to somebody else. So when our covenant is, is <clears throat> correct, then we can move forward. That brings us to today's message. I battled a little bit with this in the beginning of the week, but then the Holy Spirit is so faithful. And the Holy Spirit showed me the example of an elevator, a lift. 
Let me first paint you a picture. Let's say you get a job at a big company in a big building. And you go to the elevator and you stand like this before the in front of the elevator. Will the doors open? No. Except when somebody will come down and get out. Then the doors will open. You must first take your hands out and push the button. Then you can get in. But you can't stand like this again in the elevator. The doors will close, but you won't move anyway. The thing is, you must take your hands out again and push the button. So you see what happens? Be an action. You must do something before something else will happen. You agree? You must first push the button to move. So we must first do something. Let's just go to the word first. We are still busy with David. And in 1 Chronicles 12 verse 22 we read, For day by day, men kept coming to David to help him. Until there was a great army, like the army of God. There's three things that we can see from this scripture. The growth was day by day. Men came to David. David didn't go to the men. And their motive was to help David. You see, in Adullam, they came to David to get David's help. But in Hebron, the men came to David to help him. It was swap. Otherwise, it was different now. Their motive has changed. And the result was a great army like the army of God. In Acts 2 verse 46 to 47, the word says, Day after day, they meet in the temple, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And then the last piece of verse 47 says the following, And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved you see this principle is also important to us we don't have to sweat to build the church you all know that I always pray this in the prayer room and I say God if you please bring the people in that, into that gate that you want and I also prayed, if there's people here that must, mustn't be here, let them just leave. Because I don't want people here that God doesn't want here. The people that's here is the people that God sent here. And I believe that 100% with my Lord. We can't build a church 
Die skripte dit as die Here die kerk nie bou nie. As die Here die kerk nie bou nie, wat dan? Ons kan nie self bou nie. God will build his own church. We just have to be faithful in the natural things and faithful when we are in need and faithful in our relationships. That's all we must do. God will add himself. He will add. When we are faithful, God will bring the people in that must be here on the right time. And I still believe he, he adds daily. Let's look at what man did God send to David. It's interesting to read this piece and then you, you'll see what kind of man did God send to David. 1 Chronicles 12 verse 30 to 33 says the following. From the tribe of Ephraim there were 20,800 brave soldiers. Each highly respected in his own clan. From the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000 men were designated by name to help David. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 2,200 leaders of the tribe. From the tribe of Zebulun, there were 50,000 skilled warriors. And then the word says, they were fully armed and prepared for battle and completely loyal to David. You see, the Afrikaans Bible says they were alavasti met a double artni. So it means they weren't their hearts weren't divided. They were hundred percent loyal to David. God always had these great men. And now he added this great man to David because David was loyal and faithful and he had a covenant with God. Listen to me this morning. He can add to a place where he finds fellowship that is founded in covenant. Where there is unity and then we wonder why the church is empty. You know why? Because this woman is gossiping about this woman and here again, holy fun, here again and so on and so on and then the people don't want to go to church because dying, that one gossips about me and I don't want to be there in the Catholic it, it, It's not about Jesus anymore. And I said this morning, I use a lot of examples from my own life because if I can't if I can't teach you something that happened in my own life, I'm just plain stupid or I'm in denial. Because I must use the thing that happens in my own life to teach you a lesson what I've learned. And Pam went with me this morning to Betha. And I said to them, I'm so glad she's there because now I don't have to gossip behind her back. I took my example with. Because you know why? I didn't like Pam. And she didn't like me. And we fought for a long time in this church. 
I would have greeted her and just, she's, I'd just say morning pan, morning Z, that's it. We'll move past each other and never talk again in the service. We didn't like each other. And one day we had, there was a function here and we had a function. And at the end of the function, all the women were fighting in this church. And I had to go to Pastor Charles' office and he, he, he said to me, you get in my bucky and you go to Pam's work and you go and make peace. Yeah, I was cross. <laughs> I was so cross that I got into the bucky, and I went to her. And on the way there, I was, my heart was so black. It caught me. Now I must go and make peace. Do the right thing. I went to a, 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 a work and I said, Pam, I'm sorry, okay? She said, Ja, das right. I didn't say it right and she didn't receive it right. We just did it because Pastor said we must do the right thing. But our relationship wasn't right after that. Because I didn't do it with the right heart. And I left there and I said, and it wasn't finished. And I said this morning, you know when you ask God, show me the things I must change. <laughs> you must think before you pray that prayer. And I prayed and I said, Lord, months after that, I prayed, Lord, help me. What, what do you want me to change in my life? And the Holy Spirit said, Pam. Yeah. And the, the Holy Spirit showed me Pam. I said, Lord, anything else, just not Pam. And I didn't listen. And when I went to sleep, I thought about Pam. During the night when I woke up, it's Pam. When I woke up, it's Pam. Until I listened and I said, Lord, okay, it's enough. I'll go. I'll change. And I had to make the change in my own heart. And now I didn't like her and she didn't like me. At one stage we wanted to eat each other. Now, now I must do what God says. Now I must... Now I just sent the WhatsApp. Morning, how are you? May you have a nice day? Because I don't know how to fix this. And then she replied, and the next day I'll send her a hug. Not a heart. She still wants to eat me. And then we, we build a relationship until it was time for us to release speak about this that happened in the past and we fixed our relationship but the thing that i want to say is if we can't change if we can't have fellowship in church how must we build the church how much there must be unity there must be fellowship and it wasn't easy for me and the other day i said i can really say with all honesty Today, Pam is one of my best friends. Because I said to her the other day, I didn't even like her 
but God changed my heart and today he gave me a love for Pam that I can't even understand. I can't explain that love to you. It's a love that God gave into my heart because I was prepared just to change. So we, if, you, if there's somebody in church that you don't like, be careful if you ask God to help you change because he will let you go back and fix that relationship. He won't stand for something like that. And it was difficult, but today we have a good relationship. You see, God has everything we need. He has loads of musicians and singers and leaders. He's got all the wisdom in the world. He can provide for us with money. But he wants to see when he can add it. That's the thing. He doesn't want to waste it. I got the thing morsel. He still wants to see first if you are faithful and you are responsible. And then he will add. The same with the church. When he knows he can trust us, then he will add. Another important point is don't despise small beginnings. Back to the elevator. When you start this new job at this company, you can't start as the CEO of the company. That's not the way it works. You must work your way up just as you go from the ground floor to the first floor to the second floor. That's what happens. You must work your way up. When you are faithful and responsible, you move to the next level. You, you move up the ladder. Hebron is a place where small beginnings turn into greatness. That's what happens in Hebron. Dalian said the last week, she said, you first have to be a servant before you can be a pastor. And that's the honest truth. You must serve, first serve as Jesus did before you can get a higher position. God will first put you in the nursery to change the diapers. And when he sees you are faithful there, one day you will meet the head of the Sunday school and you both will realize that you are actually supposed to help with the children at the Sunday school. And then you get promoted. You see, that, that's the theme of our message this morning. Promotion or not, then you will get a promotion. You first have to be faithful to small things. Listen to me this morning. The people who complain the most is the people that won't start small and they despise small beginnings they don't like small beginnings but if you don't start small you can't go bigger that's the problem God will first start us with something that we can handle and then he will promote us to something bigger 
But he can't promote us if we are not faithful in the small things. In the nursery, on the bottom floor, we must first be faithful in that. On the bottom floor, we will learn to be nurtured and disciplined and <coughs> there we will be proven faithful and then we will be promoted. God will then bring us to Hebron in a covenant relationship. And that's where in Hebron, the small beginning, beginnings will explode. Your small beginning will explode into this massive thing of God in your life. When we get to a place of covenant, there will be no more jealousy or selfish ambition. We will go all the way to do the will of God. And when we begin to operate in that high level of commitment, He can elevate us, He can promote us. All the way to the top floor. All the way to the CEO's office. But you can't go from this ground floor to CEO. We must move up the elevator in faithfulness. And then that is when Jesus is glorified. When we learn to live and then we reign in our lives as well. If you go up, up, up. So it's all about faithfulness and loyalty. What can we take home with us today? Listen to this statement. I read this on Facebook in the week and it's so, it's so beautiful. It says rock bottom will never, rock bottom will teach you lessons that mountain tops never will. So you see, we must learn all our lessons on the bottom before we can, if you are on the mountaintop, you won't learn the lessons that you are supposed to learn at the bottom. So we must start at the bottom. And the thing about the bottom is, if you are on the bottom, there's only one way, and that way is up. That's a blessing. If you are rock bottom, you can't go any lower. There's only one way, and it's up. When covenant is in place, and that's the main message this morning. When covenant is in place, and there is trust and loyalty, God can bring the increase. God can bring the promotion. The questions that I have for you this morning is, are God pleased with you? Go home and go and ask yourself, is God tevreden met me? Are God pleased with me? Can you get a promotion? Can you go to the top floor? Or are you just going to stay at the bottom with your hands in your pants and never even take your hands out to do something about it and push the button? Are you just content with being on the ground floor? Do something. Don't settle for that to stay on the ground floor. Do something. Get off your bum. 
and do something and change the things you are supposed to change. Get up and take action and let God elevate you and give you a promotion and promote you to the next level. Because that's what He's got in store for all of us. But if we are not going to do something, then nothing, nothing's going to happen. You are the only one that can change that. You are responsible for your own promotion. And if you don't do something, you can't blame the guy next to you. Because you are not even prepared to push the button of the elevator. So go over and go and check what, what you can change. Um, I thought this morning, early, Hannah Mayer, please come to the front. Hannah is actually the, the, the perfect example as well. Hannah came from Beta. Just keep your mask on. Hannah came from Beta a few months ago and she was part of our congregation now for a for a while and I said in the weeks say to her mark and great. But Hannah's leaving us. Um, the thing is with the promotion, we prayed a lot for Hannah and her husband. Ooh, Allah, you mustn't cry, you have me mark the thing with Gerda is um, we prayed a lot for her husband and she was so faithful and she lives near God and then God gave them a promotion because they are faithful and they are moving to Belfort so um, if you see Gerda just we should good luck at the, at the door. <laughs> so, Hannah, um, I just want to tell you, you, you are a beautiful woman inside and out. And you will always stay my friend, no matter what. Thank you, Hannah. Let's just pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this morning and thank you for your precious word and that we can learn so much from it. Lord, I pray this morning that you will please reveal to us what's not right in our lives anymore. If there's anything that's still not right, Lord, I pray that you will please work in each of our hearts and just show us what is stopping us from getting a promotion. Lord, we just want to work in your kingdom and do what's right and do what's honorable and we just want to be faithful and disciplined like and loyal like David was. Please teach us what to do and just help us and keep us safe and just lead us, Lord. We can't do anything without you. Lord, I thank you for this word and I thank you for this day that we can just share in your word as well. Lord, I pray also that you will keep Hada and her husband safe and that you will be with them and that you will just keep them safe on their new journey. Thank you, Lord, that you 
invoke our prayers and that you gave them a promotion as well. Lord, we love you and I pray that you will please bless everyone in this building and everyone who listens to this message. Lord, just be glorified and just be exalted. We love you and we bless your holy name. Amen.